Hello, everybody! Welcome back. Season three of the Manic Handers podcast. What the fuck is up, you guys? I'm so excited to be here in May. Even though this is recorded on April 30th, you will be hearing this on May 1st, maybe even before, depending on where you live. I have no particular theme or direction for season three other than it being season three i kind of want to get to 25 episodes maybe 40 42 i really want to get so much content out for podcasts i want every one of my peers to be shitting themselves i want joe rogan to be up at night i want tim dylan so stressed out that he loses 60 kilograms i don't know how much that is but i feel like it's significant so 60 kigs and i always wanted to say kigs because there's a little british girl inside of me um we're gonna continue with the the manic talk the delivery We're also going to continue with the subject matter of just, uh, well, shit, Candace. Yeah, if this is your first time here, I lay it on pretty thick. With no warning, with no lube, I just stick it in there, and then if it bleeds, it bleeds. If it pops, it pops. But here, we scream, we cry, we laugh, we say the wrong thing. We pray. Not we, me. And that's another thing about me, see? I like to speak in terms of we. When I really mean me and not we, you see? My love. Okay, listen to this guy. His name is Stimulator Jones, right? He's a white boy. This song came out like fucking... I want to feel your arms around me. Deep into the night. Oh, you know my ex Dominic, the black one. We'll get to we'll get we'll get to that one next episode. Let's talk about it. I am getting a little clink 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 clink. A little, you know, there's a little pep in my step, a little swig in my jig. If you guys catch what I'm throwing at you, I don't know where these awful Rat Pack Jazz Wannabe intros came from. Probably this Moscato, but you got to be careful with this Moscato. It'll just hook up on you and just punch you. The thing about drinking at ASU is that we drink like fish. Even though pre-gaming started just 30 minutes ago, it's like all of the fucking lacrosse, like all the canned Coronas are gone. Everything canned is gone. Liquor bottles, forget about it. We drank that while getting ready. Like, everything is just gone. By the time you get to pregame, you're blacked. And that's ASU. Okay. 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 Let's reel it in. It's it's May 1st, Season 3. Let's get some goals lined up. I want 500 downloads this month. I want to get to 1,000 downloads total. We're only 149 away. So we are going to get there. I believe 
soon. Very, very soon. Um, I think I'm going to open up a uh, frequently asked questions or a Q&A where we can do one episode out of each season where you can email me or send me a DM or just whatever. Um, and it'll be a question whether it's about advice um, for you. We'll keep everything anonymous or if there's something you really want to know about me or if you have suggestions for an episode. I don't know. I just feel like I have to, I don't know, make myself more available. Like, let's have other goals. Like, I want a sponsor. I want a legitimate sponsor, whether it's local, non-local, global. I will take anybody. I will not, well, I will take anybody, but I'm opening up a Patreon. So my minimum pledge that I'm going to ask for is a dollar. It's only for the sole purpose of supporting the show. I do not have any extra juicy content to post on Patreon for you to watch. I do not have any of that. Like, like for me, a dollar a month Patreon, that's going towards supporting of the podcast. Not only are you paying for services like Spotify services, Apple Music I mean, Apple Podcast Services, my streaming services where I upload the podcast and where it keeps track of where it's being downloaded. The dollar Patreon subscriptions are going towards the glows costs. They're going towards costs of microphones. They're going towards paying podcast guests and also the support of me and my day-to-day activities and things like that. So... So go support the Patreon. It is going to be announced soon, and links will be up soon on my Instagram, website, and Twitter, and all that type of good stuff. I do not have TikTok. Like I said, I am a one-woman show. We are not going to overstretch ourselves. Once I get my Spotify deal, there'll be videos, YouTube clips, all this crap. But let's just build our audience organically, and I feel like that's going to be our edge against everyone else in the game, is that we built from the bottom up. We didn't sporadically try to spread our seed everywhere at once, like YouTube, blah, blah, blah. It's like half of you are on Apple Podcasts, and I love that. And the other half is on is just spread out completely. So, season three. Episode one, how to forgive a murderer. You heard me. How to forgive a murderer. Murder. Not how to get away with it. How to forgive someone who did it. Raise your hand if you are a convicted murderer. Ah. I almost got you. Just kidding, but I'm not kidding. You guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in between, we have the most serious charge. Well, one of the most serious charges in the criminal justice system in America presented to you, murder. And there's levels of murder. There's first degree, there's second degree, and there's third degree. Now, someone really, 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 really close to me was convicted of three counts of first degree murder. And uh, I don't know if you're like a crime doc fanatic like me, but not only am I a crime, true crime fan, I am also like a Law and Order SVU fan. My mother is a pre, well, she was, she is 
an employee of the federal government, but she works specifically in the U.S. district courts. So federal court, basically. Um, if you see her, you are in trouble. So I know, like, first-degree murder is you're getting 25 to life. Life or death. You're getting 25 life or death. Like, you're getting one of those three. If you're charged with first-degree murder, you're not getting out. Okay? Like, you're not getting out. Forget it. Like, Jody Arias, first-degree murder, convicted. She's not getting out ever. Chris Pat. One, two, three. Four counts of first-degree murder. I think his wife is pregnant. So, four counts of first-degree murder. He's not getting out. Scott Peterson. He's two counts of first-degree murder. He's not getting out. There are women, the women, the, 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 the Manson sisters who helped murder Sharon Tate with Charles Manson, they're not getting out. You see, the person that I am about to speak about, the last I heard someone getting away with murder like this was O.J. Simpson. No, seriously. Because what happened was not just only circumstantial. The evidence was damning. The evidence against this person was forensic. Like, there was DNA. Like, there was no... Like, there there, 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 was, there was surveillance. There was recordings. There was a uh, 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 betrayal from the inside. It was just a mess. It was a mess. So, keep in mind that I'm coming from not only my point of view as a child when I found out that my loved one was arrested on these charges I'm coming from a viewpoint of being a child of law enforcement I'm coming from having a criminology degree I'm coming from those angles I'm also coming from being a family member with someone in the system Okay, because it, it, when you first are told the the official story, according to the police, that your loved one on this day and this time has been accused of blah, blah, blah. They're being charged with blah, blah, blah. And with something like, I don't know about you, but like, it's, it's easy for people, especially people like me who love crime documentaries and crime shows, that it's easy for us to just picture every um, law or police interaction going down like it does on TV. Like, the investigators come, people are separated, they're questioned, the, the, it automatically goes to trial, and there's a jury, and like sentencing and the whole shebang right well not all crimes go through that process even not all sexual assault offenses go through that process it's things like this it's things like this this was a this wasn't a murder that was done just by this person what it was was a drug deal gone bad Somebody owed someone money and pretended like they didn't. I don't know. And then drugs are involved. Keep in mind, everyone's on drugs. No one's in the right mind. The victims and the perpetrators are not... They're all not sober. And they're from ages, like, I think 18 to 30. And... 
three people are dead. Three people are still in prison for the rest of their lives, and my loved one is out. Um, but they did serve time. But what happened is they assisted in bringing home the main perpetrator, the main, the orchestrator of this, um, murder. It was a murder. I'm I'm trying to, like, sit here and think of, like, the proper street term according to... I don't know, rap songs that I heard of. Like, I I don't live this life, you guys. Like, I don't. Like, I'm so far removed from gang affiliations and drug deals that go bad and and robbery. But, like, I do have family that, I don't know if you've seen this anywhere, but I am one generation away from the reservation. And, like, if I... Life out there is not good. There ain't shit to do. Except drugs. So. I'm in Arizona. I'm living my life. I'm a child. Bang, bang, bong. My mom walks in. Says so-and-so. Just got arrested for murder. And, like, my heart drops. You know, I'm eight years old. But you, you can, you know what murder is. Like, my heart drops. And, like. I, like, run to my room and, like, I just start crying and, like, I just, I, because I knew that moment that I wasn't going to see them again. That I would never, ever, 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 ever see them again. That they were gone for a long, long time. For a long, 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 long time. And that's why I was crying. Not because the police came, not because it was murder. It was because they were going to be gone for a long time. They were going to prison. I just knew it. I just knew it because, like, when you... When, like, sometimes, like, when you get certain charges, like, for, for example, like, murder, the state is not going to charge you unless they have you on fucking camera. They, they, you know what I mean? Like, they, 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 they... Or they have you on tape admitting it or they saw it themselves, like... Murder is one of those things that are not, there's no room for question. There can't be. It's either you did or you didn't. And she didn't. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a very hard pill to swallow. Like, because you don't see this person as their crime or their conviction, you see them as your daughter, your sister, your brother, your nephew, your uncle. You see them as your family. You don't, you can't, there's a part of you that will never see them the way the system sees them, the way the victim's family sees them. Because they see them as a monster, as a killer, as someone who took their child from them. But at the same time, you are the family of the of the perpetrator, of the murderer. And, like, you have to, one, respect that there is a family out there that is hurting at the hands of your loved one. That's a hard pill to swallow. And it's like, you can't yell. You can't cry. You can't play olympics of who's hurting more because it's really bad nobody asked for this like nobody when murder happens it's a shock to everyone everyone if you think murder only involves you and that person that is murdered 
you're dead wrong. All the kids, your mother, every your mother, like the people that are just your neighbors, your your community. Everything is shook. Everything is shaken. I know that, like TV and the news reports on murder, like it, and and it's easy to to think it happens, like every day and it does happen every day but i'm talking about like if you just highlight one of our lives like how many of us individually individually encounter a personal story of knowing someone that murdered or has been murdered does it happen twice a day does it happen twice a month twice a year it's one thing to hear about a certain group of people like black women getting murdered which is on the rise you guys every i forget it was every nine or eight hours a black woman is murdered that's ridiculous <laughs> um but yeah back back to this the swat team got them and apparently, like, this was a couple days, day and a half after the murder. According to my other family, that they were observing this person before the SWAT came. And they were phys- physically shaken, throwing up, um, unable to concentrate, just, v- v- like, distraught. Very distraught. Um... I was shielded right away. Like, I wasn't allowed to read any court documents which were sent to my mom. This is before, like, email and, like, PDF and, like, scanning and all that shit. Um, but I remember just opening it and just, like, seeing different pieces of, of, of the crime. And I was able to Google it. And I found a news article. And I was like, oh, this is what happened. This is what happened. And, like, as I got older, like, as the years went on... Um, my mom would share pieces of the, the, of the case with me and like things just made sense to the point where it was like 10 years, 11 years later, I'm at their sentencing and like, I just, I could just, everyone was there. She was there. The judge was there. Their lawyer was there. My family was there. The, the victim families were there. Like everyone was there and uh, like... It's like you, you, okay. So, so with our, with this situation that involved the person close to me, um, the main mass murder mastermind who orchestrated the murder of three people kind of used my loved one as like a like an extra pair of arms. You know what I mean? Like, this person was a main supplier of drugs in a small town. And there were few individuals, including my fam- my loved one, that, you know, rolled around and hung around with this person and did things for this person. Favors such as, like, um, gaining customers, um... You know, like, um, setting things right. Just very, like, gang-related type of activities. Very thuggish. Um, they weren't, like, an MS-13 or a Crips or Bloods type thing. It was just very, like, 
I'm the big guy. I have the money. I have the weapons. I have the territory. These are all my fiends. Like, no one gets to come in here and sell. Like, it was very much, like, businessy, but at the same time, these people were twalked out of their mind, okay? They were high out of their fucking mind, okay? High out of their mind. They're, like, 22, 23, 27, high out of their mind. You know, they probably have, like, thousands of dollars in cash and like in where this occurred there's not a lot of money so like having like two grand three grand six grand and like well by the time this happened my family member the one who got in trouble they want a settlement of being in an accident so here they are like young they have about a hundred k in cash you know, in their account, and they, they just bought a vehicle, and, like, all this type of shit, all this stuff, and it just came crashing in less than a week, because nothing good comes out of drugs. Let me repeat that. Nothing good comes out of drugs. That's one thing my mom always told me. Every time she caught me doing drugs, she said, nothing good comes out of drugs, Candace. I don't care if marijuana is legal in five years. You can go. When you're 18, you can move out and smoke all the weed you want to. But while you're in my house, you will not smoke weed. I don't care what happens with it. Nothing good comes from drugs. And she was 100% right. And, like, I use this situation as, like, okay, doesn't matter what you do. You do not murder people over drugs and you do not go to prison. Like, that was the bar for me. Like, I was just like, okay, as long as you don't go to prison for murder, you're fine. <laughs> so, I, um, I was just looking at just the, the, just, uh, if you ever needed an example for karma, look at this situation. And it's just like, This is why I truly believe, like, if you are a believer in God, you cannot remain a sinner for too long before the Lord intervenes. He'll get you caught up like this. A lot of people think, like, oh, God sucks. Well, this is kind of like your own doing, your own undoing, if you will. Especially if you're a believer, you're going to be punished. Anyway, that's enough preaching for today. Um, sorry, I just, I just, I just go there sometimes, and you guys know I do, you guys, it's, we're, we're almost a thousand downloads in, you guys know who you're fucking with. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but I'm a little more theatrical, theatrical, it's because I'm channeling Pete Davidson and Tim Dillon at the same time, like, I'm just like, if I can just get my mannerisms like them. Maybe I will have some success because it seems to be working. One has a great podcast. The other is fucking Kim Kardashian. Every day since they have announced that they have been together, I have been thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I want to be Kim or if I want to be Pete. Because I want to be Pete so I can fuck Kim, but I want to be Kim so I can have Pete. If I ever become a celebrity and they're listening to this, they probably will never hang out with me. You know, I imagine like, and like, you know, like, let's say seven years, 10 years, you know, my podcast is huge or sponsored by Cash App or 
who the fuck knows hopefully blackrock hey hey little fellas hey board hey team hey boys Looking for a spot to promote all the rentals on the podcast? Huh? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I just feel like I'm going to be like fake friends with all these people. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great because it's like I, you're going to come on my podcast. It's going to do shit for your career. The other way around. Our audiences are, are married now. It's gonna be huge, but I have a feeling that like I'm not I'm not gonna be friends with these people. Like if I if somebody is like, oh my god, Kylie Jenner is gonna be on your show next week, can you give me this? I'm gonna be like, no, we're not like that. It doesn't work like that. You guys, I really, 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 really want a Spotify deal. I really, even if it's not Spotify, if it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Google Cast, if it's if it's if it's something else, like give me five hundred million dollars and I will give you the greatest podcast that has ever existed. You know, a lot of people just waste their goddamn time trying to keep up with what's on the news. Ukraine, Will Smith, fucking. Johnny Depp. Justice for Johnny and and fuck Amber Turd. Who shit? You know, I want to know what drug she was on. They should have took a sample of that shit and sent it off to a lab. Because I bet you anything she's on Percocets. I bet you anything she's smoking fentanyl. I bet you anything. This is all alleged, by the way. Amber, Amber High, you cannot come for me. Allegedly, this is, these are things that I think. Like, you're not going to get me for death. This is not a Tasha K scenario. Amber, Amber, sit down. You poopy pants. You... She shit the bed, you guys. Like, what what amount of Adderall? And that's the sad part. Is like, I know there's a lot of Adderall involved. Because this is some fuck shit. She can't keep up with her lies. Her lies are elaborate. She's like... Dressing up as Johnny, she's an actress but can't control her face type actress. I'm just like, what's going on? And it's like, someone take Aquaman away from her. And like, I don't know where things have, where you guys have been. But like, I've always known that Johnny was innocent. All this evidence is not new. Like all these recordings of her saying like, I did not punch you, Johnny. I, I hit you, but I didn't punch you. Like all of that. That came out during their divorce. And still, people were like, fuck Johnny. Cancel Johnny. Like, take take his roles, blah, 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 blah. And she was up there at, like, the Woman's March saying, like... You know, she was just up there. And it's like, it took you guys so long to kind of be like, oh, you know what? Guys can be hit, too. La, la, la. It's just, it's the hypocrisy for me. It's the hypocrisy for me. I think we should stop giving a bunch of 8 to 17-year-olds a platform. I'm so glad Elon Musk bought Twitter. So you guys can shut up. Shut up. 
I can't go for that. No, no. No can do. I, I can't go for that. No, no. No can do. I can't go for that. No, no. No can do. I can't go for that. Can't go for that. Can't go for that. Can't go for that. I can't go for being twice as nice. <laughs> the single line. Okay, I wish I was like, I wish I was my hot self in like the 70s, the late 70s, maybe like 75. But like a teenager, so by, the, by that time when I when it's like 99, I'm like hot as hell and I would have bagged a rich husband and then boom, I would have been on Housewives. See how it works? See how evolution works in culture and society and reality? There's like evolution with like plants and animals, and there's like evolution with like sex and 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 makeup and beauty and art. So guys, picture this, you got your loved one and you got their crime. So this is how God must feel when he loves us, but hates what we've done to make us unworthy of entering his kingdom. Yes, I am a huge Christian. Some may even be call me like a radical Christian, but only when it comes to the end times. And I don't believe in a rapture. I believe that as hard as a hammer will hit you is the same amount of force and bluntness that the day of the Lord will hit you. Sorry, I just, I just, I just like, I just like, I don't know about you, but have you taken a look around? This world is ending. It's imploding. The algorithms are fucked up. They're repeating themselves. It's getting, there's glitches. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand and we're all too self-aware of our past, our present, our immediate future, the destruction of the planet. Like we're all like we're just all super hyper aware and then like we're distracted by politics and and, and TV and YouTube. But under the surface are real issues like child trafficking, child sex trafficking, child sex tourism sex tourism in general slavery humans like organ harvesting animal farms bill gates there's just so much shit going on and i'm just like can we just can we just end it all can we just can we can the book just shut close it forever gone i'm ready to hang it up i don't know about you guys but i'm ready to hang it up and there's some people like no i haven't been married like fuck you you're like no i want to go to mars i'm like don't you want to die and see what's on the other side how about that like i know dying is scary but at the same time it's kind of exciting it's kind of exciting because what if what if all the good things we hope is going to happen? What if it happened? 
I mean, is that so far-fetched? I mean, you got fuckers on here believing in Jesus, and you have fuckers on here believing in, like, a law of attraction. I don't think it's so far-fetched to think that life after death is just amazing. If there is such thing, what is after death? Is it just post-life? Or post-death? Is death a series of time like life was? I fucking hope not. So you have your loved one. You have their crime. And I think there's levels to this because I definitely would feel a different way if I had a family member that was convicted of child trafficking, child sexual abuse. There definitely wouldn't be a forgiveness there. There wouldn't be compassion for them. I feel like there would be fighting amongst the family members of like who feels, who still feels love for the person who committed these crimes. It's just, I feel like it depends on the crime. There's a reason why this episode isn't called How to Forgive a Criminal. It's how to forgive a murderer. It's just like murder is one of those things that you either it's done in the heat of the moment or it's done like it was pre-planned. Like a serial killer or like someone who wakes up and kills their wife or someone who wakes up and is like, I'm going to shoot everything I can inside the gay club. Rest in peace to everyone at Pulse Nightclub. Like I just... One thing you get over, it's funny because like you get over the shock of the charge of the crime really quick. And then you just, I don't know if this is with all murder scenarios or like, I don't know. But it's just like our family had to completely pick up and move. Everyone had to move. I mean, everybody had to move. Our family became so targeted for violence for retaliation, for revenge. Like, since this person who committed the crime was in custody, like, the main orchestrator was at large, and he remained at large for a year. So that played a part in um, us picking up and moving all over because it's like, wherever these threats came from, you know, like, they, they were passed on through people and through other people, like, I'll give an example in a minute, but it's just, like, since this person was at large, it's, like, these threats had to come from him or close to him, and he had to be making them, because it's, like, they set my grandmother's home on fire, they, um, were going around and, like, finding people that my, that my loved one was using drugs with, and they were telling them, like, Oh, since they're in custody and they're they're opening their mouth, I have ten thousand dollar award on their head right now. Where the fuck are they at? Like, do you know them? Do you talk to them? Like, people would come up to her friends while they were in the laundromat, while they were at the movie theater. Like, do you know so and so? And they were talking about my loved one. Like, do you know them? If you do, then let them know they're gonna die. Like, all all types of shit. Like, so many death threats. 
to my loved one while they were in custody. So many death threats to our family. Um, my uncle and his family had to move completely different towns, like hours away. My grandma had to move states. Um, my loved one, once they got out of prison, they could never go back to the state where it happened, like, ever. Not because, like, not because, like, that state ordered them never to come back. That's not the case. The case is, it's like, if this person is seen, it's only, it's a small town, you guys. It's a very small town. It's only a matter of time before, like, a rival gang is, like, at someone's lot with guns. Like, it's it's only a matter of time. Like, it's, it's just, like, because you gotta, you gotta understand, three people are gone. Three people are never coming back. And not only that, there are three other people in prison who are never coming back. And my family member had a hand in that. And looking at everything was the only one who got out of it. I mean, I'm not going to make excuses. Like, I kissed this person goodbye, but they got an unbelievable sentence. They got time served for a decade. So, and they served a decade. So, they broke even and got out in less than a year of their sentencing. And lo and behold, on my 18th birthday, they came out of the plane. They were at Sky Harbor and, like, we picking them up. And, like, they threw up because they haven't been in a car for 10 years. They haven't heard music for 10 years. They haven't, like, eaten McDonald's for 10 years. So, like, the first thing we got them was McDonald's and they just vomited everywhere. Um, but, like, I just couldn't believe, like, you know, like, you pray for your family. You pray. Of course you pray. You have faith. Of course you do that. But, like, when someone is up against three charges of first-degree murder, you kind of cut your losses. You know what I mean? You kind of are like, mm, I kind of have to be okay with them being gone for the rest of their life because they kind of killed three people. Now, did my person get the gun and pull the trigger? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just know that nothing good comes out of drugs. And that it's not a surprise to me that out of using drugs, especially these types of drugs, like these drugs destroy communities and whole states and towns. And like, I just, they're not good. They're really, really, really not good. And, like, I just... (sighs) Going through that was hard. It was hard to watch them go through it. It was hard to watch my grandmother go through it because it was... It was really it was really heartbreaking because it's like these are the people that I looked up to like I've never seen these people cry I've never like but it's like what happens when like all your leaders are weakened like you don't feel protected so it's like everyone is sad everyone had to like pick up and change their lives like it completely it, and it and that event is still forming our family it's still shaping our family it's like one mistake one decision you guys and you will affect everyone around you for the rest of their lives 
And, like, I know it's murder, but it all comes back to drugs, you guys. It all comes back to drugs. Like, don't do drugs. It invites energy that you don't want to fuck with, okay? Three people are dead over an eight ball. Think about that. And in my head, I was like, you couldn't call me. You couldn't call your your sister. You couldn't call no one for 300 bucks to pay that debt. So those people would live and maybe none of this would have happened. But I can't say that. I can't think like that. Because number one, we cannot change the past. No matter how much we dwell on it, no matter how much we replay it, no matter how much we pray, no matter how sorry we are. We cannot change what happened. And if things are cause and effect, I don't want to get philosophical. But I have my Christian. I have my Rhea. I I have my family. I have these things. I have that person back in my life who I said goodbye to when I was eight. So how do you forgive a murderer? You love them. You never stop loving them. You love them. You hate their action. You have to separate them from their crime. And it's easy for me to say this as someone who dealt with someone who murdered. I don't know if I could say this if the person I I, I love was a child rapist. I don't know if I could. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not there. But I'm, I'm, but I'm telling you, like a lot of us have... A sister, a mom, a brother, a niece, a nephew, an uncle, somebody, a lover, an ex-husband, our kids are in prison for something really, really bad. And like, I'm here for you. I, I, I silently, I stand with, I stand with you in silent solidarity because that's just like, I think we should have our own month or our own day. Like, it's not only about the prisoners and the victims it's about their families like what people don't see is their families and it's easy to just write off the criminals families as compliances or as people who are complacent no like we have over and over again you guys don't even understand how many times we threw this back in their face like because of you we had to do this because of you the family's fucked up because of you like it was just a constant because of you because of you it took years for this person to show their face at christmas it took years for them to show up at thanksgiving and you know unfortunately sometimes guys like you can't Old habits die hard. I don't know a better or worse way to say that to fit the severity of this person's actions. But I don't know about you, but you don't get second chances in life and you definitely don't get away with murder. So I don't know what it's going to take for this person to stop using drugs. 
But it's not family, and it's not getting away with murder. So I think it's going to have to be death. If at any point you start feeling bad because you're not writing them in prison, you're not visiting them, it's not stop, stop. Unless they're your kid or whatever, it's not your responsibility. For the longest time, I beat myself up because like, I didn't write this person. I was 9, I was 10, I was 11, I was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I am going through puberty. I'm using drugs. I have problems. And it's just like, don't let your loved one guilt trip you. Because that's something that they did. I was like, oh, you didn't write me. I'm like, oh, well, I'm I'm sorry. You decided to go out and kill people. No matter how you want to spin it. At the end of the day, if it's a holiday, I'm next to the killer. I'm next to someone capable of murder. This shit is hard, bro. There's no there's no manual, there's no instructions on how to love people. But at the end of the day, I'd still die for them. And at the end of the day, they're still my family. I still have hope for them. I still pray for them every day. They're near in my heart every day. I think about them every day. I just, I just can't wait until like this is all over. That's what I thought you said. Now let me offer this as a rebuttal. And like no one prepared the family for like when someone gets out of prison. Like, how their mindset just stays in prison. It's really, really sad. Like, it just started with, like, simple things. Like, the showers were really short. You know, like, they didn't eat. Like, at a certain time, like, they they folded things after using them. Like, they always folded things. But it's just, like, going to the store was weird. You know, pop culture was weird. Like, like cell phones came out while they were inside. Like, and they came out and, like, all of a sudden, like, cell phones and internet are a thing. And they're like, what is this? And I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, social media was, like, a whole new thing for this person. And it was just, like, they're... It doesn't matter, like, what when you go into prison. It's, like, you you when you go into prison, like, you're gone for a year. That's what makes it a prison sentence. It's, like, a year. So, like, once you pass, like, a year, you're going to prison. It's, like, you're going to miss whatever whatever time. There's no good time to go to prison, is what I'm trying to say. There's no good time to go to jail. There's no good time to serve a sentence. And it's, like, if you're doing something right now, whether it's tax evasion, whether it's murder... Whether you're molesting or raping someone right now. I am talking to a criminal. Like, let's just face it. Like, odds are, how many people are listening? Like, whether you're selling drugs, whether you're you're stealing, 
or something like whether you're doing you should or you're like you're 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 looking you broke you hacked into something something that you're sneaking around doing or thinking you got away with like quit it now like don't like in college i stopped committing crimes the last thing i did was rip up that girl's passport (laughs) oh god how did we get there um yeah It is insane, and like I just, I just want to shout out to every one of the correctional officers, the judges, the lawyers that were involved with my family member because we truly just gave up on them. It was it was really hard. Like once, you know, you can only care for someone for so long when they don't care about themselves. Like once they got out of prison. They had a probation sentence for five years. So that was very difficult to because it's like they come out of prison and they're expect this is what I this is what I hate about the criminal justice system is that people who have been in federal prison for years come out and are expected to have to know how to get a job in that current economy and and earn so much and and pay to be on the straight and narrow for years and years and years and it's like recidivism is a thing so it's just like it's like a mill it's it, i don't know it's, it's a lot of these things we have it's it's very it, once you dig deep and once you realize we're not dumb and that the people above us are not dumb that people above them are really not dumb it's just like everything is intentional everything if you don't believe me, take a look at those kids at the border in cages. I wonder what they're being told every day for months. Like, I can't even fucking imagine. But, like, I just... Ugh. Arizona is a mess, you guys. It's a mess. I don't know what planet I'm on. I will mark Watch the throne, watch the throne, feel like water is top off your heart. Yeah. Count my guap. Yeah. Slit. Straight up. <laughs> Damn. Travis Scott got all the smoke for those deaths. Ugh. This is what you happened. This is what happens when you fucking play with demons, bro. This is what happens when you play with demons and you're trying to be cool. Remember when goth kids were the only kids who were fucking around with Satan and all that shit? Now it's like all the LGBTQ kids are fucking with Satan and it's not cool anymore. It's very... They managed to make Satan not cool. Like, that's pretty hard to do. I, I don't know. It's like believing in God is, is the new um, goth. I feel like a grandma, like, listening to this beat. Like, it's such a whack song because, like, we all hate this guy. Like, as an adult, but, like, as a 12-year-old, you just kind of like, all right, all right, all right, 
Hey, hey. Like you're just, you know, you're just, you're just vibing. But then, like as an adult, you're just like, mm. <laughs> but I'm gonna wrap it up. Like where I'm at today is like I have so much love for this person. I the last time I saw them, I told them I love them, and I told them that I think I gave them a dollar. I'm not sure. Like I just. It's, it's really sad because, like, I don't think they show their face because, one, they're on drugs. And, like, two, I think there's a part of them that is just so ashamed that they don't want to look us in the face. I, and, I, and, I, and I just, I wonder what plays in their mind every day. I wonder what they're escaping from. And I just, I just, I just love them so much. And I'm here for them any time of the day. Any day of the week, we're ready. We're always ready to welcome them back and give them help that they need. But you have to have to want to help yourself. You can't help someone who doesn't want it. And that's that's a big part of forgiving is is just accepting that you can make yourself available all you want as a resource as a loved one you can give all the love you want but it's like they have to want it for themselves and if you can just accept them the way they are and just forget them just love and then there's a part of you that can just learn to forgive if you can learn to accept people where they're at not where they you know like not for their potential or where they could be or where they were but like where they are where they are right now and it's just like even though the situation was bad and it's still affecting us till this day even though the case is over there's still three dead people murdered people there's still three people who sit in a cell every day and wish death upon my loved one there's still Out of all this came a miracle. And I'm going to end on that. I cannot wait to embark on the rest of the third season of the Manic Candidates podcast. I am so excited for what locations we're going to hit in May of 2022. I'm so excited for my new guests. I'm so excited for sponsorships i'm so excited to get to a thousand downloads i'm so excited to set new goals and reach them i'm so excited to have something successful in my life like it's, it's really fun like i i know that like my art was good my puff pass paint party was good i know like i set out and did murals like i did but i just you guys know me i want to be huge like i want to be famous i want to be that bitch like i just I want to be me. And on that note, I'm going to end the podcast. Have a great night, evening, morning, afternoon, the other one. Whatever, guys. Your favorite crazy girl, Candace. I am out. See you next episode. Bye-bye.